thanks for being on the show. Who do we have today? What is your name? What do you go by? Hey, what's up, guys? So my name is Marvin Javier. Um, online, I go for, on Twitch, I go as JVRClan. Um, I currently only play ACR right now. Um, I do play other sites like Ignition and Global, but for the most part, I'm strictly ACR. Um, for many reasons, I'm sure we'll jump into the, the online side later, um, but I go as Black Widows. Uh, I've been playing ACR probably for, I'd say since really its inception, since it started. So I think that was what, early, 2010 somewhere around there they've been around for 10 15 years something like that okay. so um yeah absolutely so i'm happy to be on the show uh very excited it's been a while so cheers cheers, cheers. a, a rock star zero yeah <laughs> Got my new year's resolution is to give up on uh on energy drinks yeah and obviously little things like vape pens because <laughs> Here we are talking about how to make your body better to make you a better poker player. And then I'm putting well, you the worst time, possible. man. You have about, uh, I got about six hours. No, no, about 10 hours. Yeah, like. 10 hours for you, buddy. I was pretty cool to interview him and talk to him. And um, he was just telling us all types of, you know, like meditation, like breathe. Like he, he does, he does swimming. He's like a, a swimmer. So he goes, he does laps and he, practices breathing like holding his breath underwater and he translates that to poker and he's able to like he practices just meditating and sitting for hours like that's what yeah. i need to do that's the there's lifestyle i need to get on <laughs> there's definitely some proven science to uh to like taking care of your body and your mind pre-poker yeah. play you know yeah and definitely I, I, definitely you always think you know like being healthy like uh, better mindset better you make better decisions but just just even just the sitting aspects like you know he was saying like these guys he said he gave a, a specific example he said uh who was it it was uh must have it must have been the world series but he said there there was a decision that was being made and it was he looked at he watched the clock it was, it was like 19 minutes that the guy that he was like, must have made a bluff or something. It was like 19 minutes. The guy was just sitting there <laughs> still not moving. I'm like, after like 10 minutes, not even like five minutes, I'm going to have to talk to somebody or do something. I can't sit that still for that long, you know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, gotta, the best. You got to call clock do. at that point. Gotta yeah. Call well, at that point. well, yeah, but they, no, because in the world series, you, you got those uh, time chip things, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. So there's, yeah. no, there's no calling clock on people there you're automatically clocked yeah so where are you from so um i'm from the bay area um i currently live in marin county california which is about it's on the other side of the golden gate bridge it's about 15 minutes from san francisco okay. so here in north in norcal yeah nice nice and so what do you have for casinos around you what do you do you play live at all um so as far as goes for playing live uh you know things got a little weird with covid yeah. So that's kind of where it jumped into online for the most part. But uh, prior to online poker player, uh, being an online poker player, I've always considered myself as a live cash game player. Um, you know, places I played all the time were Grayton Casino, which is out here in Runner Park. Um, we have Thunder Valley Casino, which is out by towards Sacramento area. Um, they, ho they host a lot of WSOP events and uh, WPT events. Um, there's some other local casinos here, little local card rooms that don't really attract so many big tournament fields, but more of a, a, a great cash game, like a strong 
you know, two, five, five, 10, one, three, kind of a, a range of uh, mid range cash game, lower end cash games. Gotcha. That's what, uh, so is that what limits you play two, five? Is that what you kind of stick? With? Um, so in the, on average in my life, uh, you know, obviously we all start at the bottom for the most part. Um, you know, I'm 38. I started playing poker when I was basically 18. Yeah. Um, you know, I started playing when I was 18, right when the money maker boom uh, hit, money ba- uh, money maker effect hit. So, yeah. um, as we all know, I'm sure a lot of people have the same story. I was 18. I was in college, and you know, we were playing a lot of home games. It started off as simple as 25 cent, 50 cent games, mm-hmm. um, and then over the years, it went from 50 cent to a dollar, one dollar, two dollar. You know, next thing you know, we're hosting home games for one dollar, two dollar, one dollar, three dollar. You know, yep. men buying three hundred. You know, when it started off as a twenty dollar home game. Yeah. You know, so it, it just kind of uh, uh, evolved and more and more into higher stakes. Yep. So I start off as a one two guy when I was in my early twenties, twenty one, and uh, you know, we I had a fake idea. I'd go to the local casino and play some one two, um, and then eventually over time played two five. And then two, five, five, 10 is consistently what I've played okay. um, in, in my, you know, I, I play a lot of random games, whatever's available. I just love the game. And, you know, I know every game differs strategy wise, yeah. um, but in the end of the day, you know, I'm willing to sit and play and learn and um, at any table, really, regardless of stakes. So I know you're big on, um, on Hold'em. Do you mix it up at all? Do you play any like PLO or any mixed games? Um, yep. So kind of reverts back to the original home games like i said back in college and uh yeah you know we play hold them all night and you know hold them is always the the you know the cadillac of poker right like they say yeah so uh hold them's always been a go-to game but i've always enjoyed playing mixed games um you know so when we're at the casino i'll hop into some you know some uh pot limit omaha i'll, I'll play some i um some high low um you know i'll, I'll play I'll, I'll play really any variety like i said you know so but so hold'em's your favorite you would say yeah i definitely like hold'em um i definitely like omaha you know high low uh definitely like pot limit omaha you know so (laughs) a lot a lot lot of action i know i I sound like such a degenerate you you would think (laughs) a guy like me is like okay this guy has no plan but like i said uh i'm one of those people who are such an enthusiast of the game and 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 playing and being challenged Mm -hmm. that i'll play any game you know so I mean, um, I guess to just kind of give the, the the listeners a little bit of background. So we met, I think you reached out to me the like the few times that we were streaming that I, that sorry, that I was streaming. So look at me going back into stream. When you're a streamer, you always refer to yourself as we for some reason. Right, right. Like the, so when I was streaming back in the day that I only had about like, I don't know, 10 streams maybe of me playing poker. And um, I, and I, I realized after talking with some of the people on the podcast, I like to be able to interact with people when, you know, when I'm, when I'm streaming and that kind of takes away from the poker, you know? And so I didn't really think streaming was for me. And I, and I'm glad I started this podcast because I think this is more um, a venue or avenue that I want to take. Um, but anyway, so you you uh, you hopped on my stream and you're like, yo, you said uh, you like to just kind of see who, you know, isn't really getting interest like that. And I think I had well, maybe one other viewer at the time. And you're like, yo, let's 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 talk. And, and I just I just love that. And um, we started talking and you uh, you invited me to have like a strategy session. I think we had like three stat strategy sessions, but you were bringing in other people to do the strategy. Um 
so I just I uh, thank you for that interaction just yeah absolutely being so you know inviting um because you a lot of people don't won't do that for you just find some random person and be like let's you know let's work let's build let's grow um so thank you for that and, yeah you're welcome and um so I guess what was where I was going with that was so do you still do that do you still have strategy sessions with people or do you uh kind of slow down a little bit um you know at one point I was inviting as many people as possible to my discord community um you know I was a lot of people nowadays is uh you know with poker there's so much material and there's so much uh access to resources to really help improve your game so nowadays it's uh natural skill goes a long way but really it's it's who puts in the most work so you know that's kind of the edge that people are you know with with all these software with all these uh with all this uh you know hold them resource calculate everything really they're just it's sky's the limit when it comes to improving your game so yeah. i'm constantly trying to evolve um on my game so i'm constantly putting in you know some time to just kind of study and research and seeing what new strategies people are implementing yeah. um but as far as it goes for working with other people um i haven't really been involved with uh i kind of i kind of long story short i've kind of dropped out of the community yeah. um not because i haven't wanted to but uh, poker has been kind of, uh, taking me in a different direction, kind of similar how you're doing this podcast now. Um, you know, I started streaming and I was like, Hey, streaming, I was watching people do it. And I was, Hey, I could do that. I can stream, I can play and streaming was really fun. I had a good time interacting. Um, but at the end of the day, I just felt like, uh, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, it was cool to talk to people but it wasn't something that i ha- wanted to do monday through friday yeah you know monday through friday grinding interacting with everybody you know kind of uh hey follow sub all this stuff you know what i mean yeah. i just wanted to really just display my style of play so people yeah. could see it mm-hmm. and uh funny you mentioned that with when you were uh on there i think yeah you maybe had one or maybe no viewers and the reason i went down there was because you know when you go on twitch you got all the top views at the top right yeah so you know i just started streaming so i really didn't have any viewers Mm -hmm. so instead of going to oh let's check out how these guys are doing it i went down to more on the bottom tier Uh, and see like let's see what other streamers are doing who are starting or doesn't they don't have like let me see what i could do better what they're not doing so well and i went down there and you know no slide on you you have to be on the bottom But, but, you know, you see the little preview window with, and, you know, I saw, you know, your background and you, you didn't have a camera, actually, you just had your screen showing and you had some some tunes playing. You had some, uh, you either had some reggae or something. And I, so I, I clicked on it, opened it and I was digging the vibe, you know, I was like, okay, well, this guy's kind of similar to me. He's, he's not on camera talking. He's not, he's just, he's just sharing a screen and playing music. So I was kind of digging that. And uh, that's when I just, I messaged you and started saying, what's up? Hey, how's it going? And, you know, you interacted back and it was kind of funny because you were just starting into streaming. Um, I think you were doing that ACR challenge thing yourself. And, um, you know, you second in, but you know, (laughs) right, right. Exactly. You know, so yeah, that's, I guess that's another podcast story story for another day. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, you started interacting with me and, uh, you know, one of the things you said was, Hey, I love talking to you, but, um, I, I don't have a microphone. 
because oh, you, yeah. you, you didn't have a mic. So that's I'm sorry, right, yeah. but you know, I'm not, I just started and I was like, Hey, no big deal. <laughs> and that's kind of where I guess I'd say our, our friendship slash poker relationship started, you know, yeah. it was just two guys who, who just like uh, organically connected, um, you know, and I didn't even know you, you didn't know me. It was just two guys looking to stream really. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and here we are. And that's what's great about poker. You know, you meet exactly. all types of people and great create friendships that, you know, you might never have made. Um, but so the, um, I was going to say the other day, we, we were talking about that. There's this post on Facebook. I'll have to send it to you, but there's this post where it was talking about this guy that, um, that it was a black guy and he, he, sorry, the post was by a white guy and he, posted this poker player was a black guy and i i recognize the guy i don't know him but I've, I've seen him and it was basically a post about the the guy had let the black guy borrow money and it was like a thousand bucks or something to play at some wsop event and long story short the black guy doesn't win with that thousand dollars but must have borrowed some money from somewhere else or something like that the very next day he wins like 16 grand and so and something and he doesn't give the guy back his money and wow. so um, I guess I'm story. just wondering, has there ever been any like uh, issues with you with, with, as far as staking? Have you ever had any problems staking anybody or? Um, yeah, I guess that's my question. Um, let's see here. Do you, you, do know, you stake any? Did you have a policy on no, like a no staking policy? That was what a lot of people were saying. In the, you you like, know, it's uh, everyone knows that staking is a bad investment, right? But yeah. yet somehow we continue to do it for friends or people we meet, sometimes strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the reason, the, the logic behind that is we know it's a bad idea. We know we, we barely know someone and, and we shouldn't stake them. But I think for everyone who's been in poker for a long time, who's actually played, um, I think everyone's been in, in some point or situation where they were either loaned or staked some money. Or and wish I think, that they had been, you know? Or wish they had been. And, yeah. and my story that I share is, uh, personally, I don't like to stake. Um, I, I don't mind loaning money. I don't buy pieces of action for people. But um, staking, I'm, I'm more than happy to do. Like, we'll sw- I, I'm down with doing swaps. Swaps, swaps are yeah. a, g- a good example. Yeah. Um, Staking is is cool too. I, I you know I I so kind of a long winded uh, story, but um, you know I've I've involved right now with stakings.com and and you stake. I okay. do sell packages on there from time to time. It's been quite some time, um, but from the online staking world, I've staked pros. I've bought app packages from them. Mm-hmm. And the return on investment is huge. You know, I've I've put in sixty hundred dollars and guys have come in into scoop tournaments on on uh poker stars and they've made you know they've the return was like sixty dollars to win six thousand you know i'm like holy wow this is incredible yeah yeah. you know so from that aspect staking online i think is great you know it's protected um websites it's it's you got pros you got people who have profiles um you know it's also people who are well uh um well known amongst the community yeah um, but staking friends, uh, I don't mind staking friends and family too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's just, it's every circumstance is different. Like I said, you know, yeah. and, and kind of go, going back to what I was saying about, um, 
you know, us, everyone being in that situation, whereas we know we shouldn't loan any money. We know we shouldn't stake anybody. We know we shouldn't do it, but yet we do it because at some point I feel like every player has been the other person where exactly. Uh, exactly. You, you, you either got your, your bankroll, you, you made a mistake, you lost your bankroll or, you, you know, you didn't have money on you or whatever the reason was. Right. And, you know, I've had some highs and lows and I know exactly what that feels like. You know, um, I used to live in Lake Tahoe, um, North Lake Tahoe and the local casino over there um, was a one, two game, two, five game. And I would, I mean, you know, I would crush this game. Yeah. You know, you had a lot of uh, rec poker players, a lot of tourists that came in there. There's only about three tables, you know, so I was one of the regulars who always came in there and, you know, and the locals just respected me. You know, when, when you, when you know a local, you just, you stay away from them. Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, one night I just, uh, I got crushed, you know, and, you know, and uh, the local poker dealers knew me so well, we're practically family. You know, I'd go busto and I wouldn't even ask. They'd say, how much do you need? Mm-hmm. And I, I'd say, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, are you want to get back in the game or what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm be like, well, I'm kind of uh, on a cold, you know, cold spell right now. So I'm like, well, you can get it back. This game is soft. You know, we, we know you can get it back. So uh, what do you need? Yeah. You know, toss me 500 grand, like, you know, right. They'd walk right over and they'd give me a grand in chips, you know, and, and uh, I'd be able to get right back in the game. Yeah. And sure enough, I would cash out the grand they gave me plus extra, you yeah. know? So that's just uh, one of many stories I'm sure people have to share, you know, like yeah. survivor have, stories. Have, have you ever not been able to, to make it back? Did they charge you to juice? Uh, you know, that, and that's so that that's another uh, thing about the poker world too, you know? So what I, the story I shared was uh, the victory story, right? There's yeah. also a lot of uh, tragedy stories where you borrow <laughs> money from people or you stake somebody yeah. and they don't win. And, yeah. you know, and now they're in a, you, you have to work out a payment plan or you got to work out the, you know, like, well, what, how can you pay me when, you know, what, what's the deal, you know? So, um, y- you know, yeah, I've been on the losing side as well too. And yeah. um, luckily for me, the type of guy I am, you know, and the integrity I carry, I've always paid back every dollar, exactly. you know? Sometimes it's, sometimes it took longer than expected, Mm -hmm. but I think the one thing that um, people lack, it's not just in poker, but it's really just a normal, uh, in life characteristic, right. In life Mm -hmm. is that people, when their backs against the wall, they don't know how to communicate Mm -hmm. and they just run away from the problems. So, you know, people will duck and dodge you, they'll avoid you, you know, you'll be calling and texting and, and, you know, uh, so for me, before I even do, so to wrap up that question, I guess my thing is before I do any, any uh, type of deals with people, mm-hmm. I try to really judge their personality and characteristic and their background mm-hmm. um, on, you know, is this person, you know, we all make mistakes, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. is this person a stand-up guy who's going right. to essentially, or is this guy going to ghost me? And that's what it comes down to is making the right decision like we do in poker, you know, exactly. it's just another decision that you have to make to know like, Hey, like, okay, let's work together or, Hey, I'll work with you, whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Shouldn't really all be about poker. This, this podcast, again, we're, we're trying to figure out people's lives, what they do for work. At the end, I want to have you plug anything that you want, but um, let's talk about gaming. What do you, what do you do besides poker? You game with your kids? What do you play? Um, so uh, as far as it goes for actual gaming, like video gaming, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not as heavy as I used to be into it. Video okay. games used to be a way to decompress for me. Yeah. You know, and um, one thing I learned over the years, it's video gaming's fun um, and decompressing from it. It's using it to decompress is a great tool too. But sometimes too, it can just be another form of distraction. I, I was going to say it may not decompress, like it may not, I know decompress and de-stress is a little bit different, but I kind of like, they're kind of like the same thing. And like, right. After I play Call of Duty, I don't necessarily feel relaxed. Exactly. I, I so I want to play another game and fucking scrape whoever just was telling some little kid that was just talking shit to me. It's exactly. Like, you know. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I do play, think... I play like a lot of RPGs and stuff. And but those, okay. those are a little bit more time consuming. Right now I'm playing an Elden Ring and it five out of five stars, dude. Like get Elden Ring. It's amazing. <laughs> Me and my son have been playing, we, but it's a one-player game, so we've kind of been taking turns. And um, so I've been, I played it for like a couple of weeks, but I'm, you know, he's not used to RP. Long story short, he's trying to catch up to me in levels. I'm like a level fifty, he's like level forty-two or something. So he's, to, <laughs> he's, he's never going to be done. He's never going to be done. No, never, never. You never well, let your son win. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah, raise a strong ring. boy. You want to raise a strong boy. You never let your son win. Right here you he know? goes. So, so the yeah, games yeah. that I play is. Um, you know, it's really cool. I play, uh, Halo has been around forever, right? So yeah. I play Halo Master Chief Collection. I play the new okay. Halo Infinite. Um, you know, um, the console I use is I have an Xbox One, you know, okay. so my, my, my brother-in-law, my friend, everyone makes fun of me. And they're like, when are you going to grow <laughs> up and get a, get a PC? Or when are you going to grow up and get a, a PlayStation 5? Like, when are you going to get off the kitty stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, you know? So, um, <laughs> I've always been a huge jock my whole life too. Like I've played okay. sports my whole life. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've been super with competitive friends playing Madden and NBA yeah. 2K and um, a lot of sports games. Um, you know, the shooters, I used to play COD and all those different games too. Um, you know, first person shooters are always fun. Yep. Um, but now that I'm a dad and I've, I guess, gotten older um, one, I haven't had much time for video games um, yeah. Two. Um, I try to play something that's a little more mature or and appropriate around, uh, not mature, but appropriate around my kids. Yeah. You know, playing zombie slaying in front of my five-year-old, six-year-old. Um, it, it's not what it used to be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I play a lot of Nintendo switch with them. You know, I play yeah. super smash brothers. I play, yes. um, nice. pretty much anything I can play with my kids that aren't going to brainwash them or teach some bad things, <laughs> yeah. you know, is what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, yeah. so uh you know and Halo. the thing about halo um you know it's not gory it's a little yeah. different compared to so, yeah, call yeah, of duty yeah. and all the other shooters where you know it's real live firearms and, yeah. and things like that so yeah um really teaching them the guns and mechanics to go shoot some yeah. freaking school down <laughs> yeah, yeah if my if my kid wants to find you know a plasma pistol and learn how to use it like yeah no problem but good luck for you right yeah good luck with that so yeah. um and then uh you know fight fighting games i used to be really into fighting games like you know old school street fighter and tekken and stuff like that but uh yeah. that's pretty much it yeah i just uh I, and you know every now from time to time i'll try to find some phone game i always i'm always a sucker for all the social media ads they run and they're like try this game and you download it on your phone yeah. but the problem with phone games is like you, you know they try to sell you on buy this package yeah, buy this buy yeah. everything yeah it sucks so yeah that's pretty much it if you know, you're uh, big into switch i don't know if you know but um 
I'm big on the Switch. If you're big on a Mario Kart, I don't know if you've ever you put. Uh, you know, I saw that with the Mario Kart with the new circuit, the live circuit, the live circuit, right? Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm out there, man. I think they said three years or something like that for it to be done. Man, oh, really? Yeah, that's got that, that awesome. looks fun. That looks yeah. really fun. Oh, I play. Uh, I used to play a lot of Rocket League. Oh, okay, okay. Rocket so, League is if for you those that don't know, it's just a driving game. Yeah, enrich uh, yeah, yeah. your. It's basically uh, soccer with cars. Yeah, you know, flying cars. You know, some some you know, people are like, oh, it's kind of a, a nerd game, but hey, it's really fun. You know, <laughs> no, nah, it is fun. It is fun. Actually, Call of Duty just came out with a, a worse version of it. It's like uh, I don't even. You're like on um, ATVs instead of um, instead of uh, cars. Right, stuff. right. Yeah, Pretty much. Stuff. Also, the other thing was anything co-op, co-op games, local co-op, because I can play with like my wife. I can play with my kids. Yeah, my yeah. wife's actually really good at Halo, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. And yeah. you know, it's that's one of the cool things that we share is, you know, when my ba- my wife and I are like bored, we're like, hey, you want to play some video games? She's like, sure. You know, so well, you know, great. we'll hop on, we'll hop on split screen and and co-op, yeah. you know, online. It's really cool. Oh, that is cool. You should stream that, and people will love that. Yeah, really, right. Um, don't get. I, I'm trying to remember. Is your uh, wife black? Do I remember that correctly? So I'm full Filipino, yeah. and uh, my wife is Caucasian. She's a total Barbie. Oh, white. She, That's yeah, she's love. white and okay. she's blonde, and yeah. you know. So uh, I got I, I got I lucked out. Yeah, but um, yeah, she's <laughs> Caucasian. Right. You know, <laughs> you're calling her a smoke show or something at one point, <laughs> something like that. Nice. And uh, you have how many kids again? I got three. I have uh, two girls and a boy. Okay. The boy is the middle child. I have an 11 year old, a seven year old and a six year old. Nice. So, uh, you know, kind of tying back to poker. Um, poker has been a little more difficult over the years because the freedom that we used to have when you didn't have kids yeah. and you weren't in a serious relationship. I mean, yeah. sky's the limit. You could play till you could do a 72 hour bender you know, and no one would care where you, where you're at, you know, mm-hmm. now it's like you reach that four to six hour mark, your family needs you. Like, where are you? What, yeah. you know? So, so there's always a limit and a cap to poker. It's got to fit the schedule all the time and the whole balance. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's, um, what am I trying to say here? I, I think it's, uh, how you look at it right uh, it's like a perception thing right so you really so your youngest kid is six so in 12 years you'll be able to <laughs> do whatever you want you know but it, obviously until then you're providing for them and stuff and trying to be the best dad that you can but uh the guy I was talking to yesterday was saying um he it just clicked on me he was like how can i be on tv longer than these nba players and he's looking at this old guy playing against phil ivy he's like that's how he's like some of these poker players are on tv longer than longer than nba players and he's right like, and he's looking at phil ivy he's like let's see how long he sticks around i have a feeling he's going to be here for a while and right. 15, 20 years later he's you know he's still an icon he's a legend right absolutely he's the face of poker, one of the faces of poker well look at doyle brunson like probably not an older person on tv than doyle brunson you know but, right. Yeah. I always wondered what the new generation of, uh, you know, you have all these uh, wizards, you know, that are coming into the game, all these uh, online wizards that are jumping into the live scene. And, and uh, I always wonder what their, what their uh, 
thought process with with Doyle is, you know, you know, they look at him as just like he's just some boomer and his 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 skill and style is outdated, and you know they're going to come in there and uh, you know revamp the game and change it with their with their uh, strategy, or do they actually try to incorporate some of this game? You know, so um, that's a that's a that's a they, yes to the first question for sure. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, honestly, like some of the online play probably doesn't differ from too much from Doyle's Doyle. So maybe no, maybe, I don't know. That's actually both questions are really good. Right. You would think that a lot of the online play has some, has some loose, loose hand ranges, I would say, (laughs) you know, right. Doyle and that's what Doyle's known for. I mean, maybe some of the online play wouldn't be as loose and would be a little bit more aggressive than Doyle's play, but right yeah so i i I would think the way the new generation of kids are in general i would think i don't know this is all an assumption so i could be completely uh way wrong here but i think with the newer generation um younger people i think uh they're gonna view the older as like obsolete i don't think they're gonna um you know emulate those type of people you know what i mean it's like you know we, we could talk basketball right now and People would be, you talk about Jordan versus LeBron, everyone's going to only know, the younger kids are only going to know LeBron. They won't know Jordan. They won't know people all the way up to Kareem. They won't know anybody to Magic. So they're only going to emulate guys like LeBron. And LeBron's even getting older. You know what I mean? So you might get people, Yeah. you know, that's a good example. You know, you might get uh, kids who are like, oh, LeBron's not great at all. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this guy's the the next, John Morant's the greatest player ever. Steph Curry. That, you know <laughs> but yeah but Steffi's even getting up there too you know he's gonna sure. be around for a while but you know yeah, so but um yeah we're getting old man <laughs> <laughs> how old are you how old are you i'm 33 you're 33 yeah. oh 33. my god i'm really old somebody I'm told me the other day i look like i'm older than uh somebody said i look 40 plus on ig the other day i was like oh oh wow <laughs> wow <laughs> 40 plus, you know. Yeah, I think he was just trying to, you know, fuck with me, but yeah, right. It's funny. And then so you tell him I have an edge on you. I have many more years of poker on you. you know? <laughs> right. You know? like, All right, whatever. Who am I impressing, dude? I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm here to make money and live my life to the fullest, right? Right. Um, I keep looking over there for the questions because I usually have them written down, but my trusty uh co host texted me them <laughs> so i gotta look at text every time i want to find my next question yeah keep them coming i'm uh i'm enjoying i'm hopefully uh giving something a little more entertaining yeah you I are kinda... um did you say the sketchiest place you've ever played have you no played? i haven't so um nothing sketch you know i know we briefly talked earlier you know all oh, the rain you know, what is sketch sketch is a place that you're worried about what getting robbed yeah. uh getting jacked for money you're worried about uh, rigged games Right. You know, you're worried about, um, you know, just places where people have an edge over you before you sit down, like, yeah. you know, like a, a legal edge, I should say, you know. Yeah. And so um, nothing really sketch on that on that. The only, I think the only thing that I would consider sketch is, um, you know, when I was young, um, playing poker was just all I wanted to do, you know, 24 seven, like I would skip, you know, during college, I'd skip, skip class and yeah. go to the local casinos and i'd always be trying to find games you know and during that time they had full tilt they had ultimate bet 
you know, obviously everyone knows the story about all those places, but mm-hmm. before online even um, became a big thing, we'd go to local casinos and there was this one card room um, and I'd walk in there and it would be one table. Um, it'd be one table and it'd be these old rundown beat down guys smells like cigarettes you know you got like all these haggard old men right and the moment you walk in um one would get up from the table and you know i didn't really i didn't know much about i didn't think about it i'm like oh they're like hey you want to play and i'm like yeah love to play and uh they would get up from the table they're like here you go seat open so I, I didn't correlate at the time, but obviously if anyone who knows now that person who gets up off the table to make uh, a seat open for you is clearly a prop player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for those that don't know, a prop player is someone who sits down um, to fill the game. Yeah. They get paid by the casino um, hourly to sit there and fill the game until the game fills. So I come in young kid and uh, like, you want to play? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so they get up, I sit down and, you know, and here I am thinking, you know, I'm young and cocky thinking I'm the best and I'm the best there is, you know, I've beat every home game. Like my friends can't beat me. Like, you know, I'm going to destroy you got old men, you know? And yeah. so I sit down and, uh, you know, and, and I, first thing I do is I ask, is this, you know, limit hold him, you know, like a total rook. And they're like, they're like, well, there's, this is a dealer's choice, you know, it's around the horn. So I'm like, oh well, you know, oh, okay, well, they're like, do you know how to play? And I'm like, yeah, we play at home, you know. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know, here are the games. So the button goes around. They'll have a three-six limit, three-six uh, limit game. It'll go around. It'll be Omaha high-low. So every rotation, the game would rotate. So you know, here I am, 19 years old, fake ID, sitting in this old, old <laughs> card room with all Thank these hustling. You know, sitting these sharks and they're all playing mixed games. So that to me, looking back on that is such a valuable experience too. Yeah. Because to go in there young and cocky and think you can beat everyone, but really you don't know shit about life. You don't know anything about poker Mm -hmm. and you're sitting with these old, old timers have been doing it forever and you're learning the game. You're learning all the tricks. You're learning all the, all the things they're doing, you know, and you start recognizing things that, some players don't even see to this day, you know, uh, you know, where they're colluding, you know, with collusion, there's, there's chip placement, they're signaling each other. They're, they're, they're doing different things because in reality, the one guy who comes in is the target. He's the mark, yeah. you know, these guys are just playing and just killing time earning hourly until someone comes in that's fresh, you know, and, and they're, uh, you know, there to, to prey on you. So yeah, yeah. just like so rounders. <laughs> yeah exactly so looking back on that game i would say that was the most sketch it's yeah. not necessarily sketch it's just more you're young and you don't know any better yeah i mean you know when I mean? was that you're saying back on oh oh six so, so i'd say it's about 2006 2007 um okay. it was at a local casino called napa valley casino mm-hmm. um it was out in uh american canyon um they've they've remodeled the whole thing since then mm-hmm. um but it's uh it's much better now the games are always full lots of action it's always a packed house um very very small card room Mm -hmm. but as far as it goes for that time it was so dead i mean you'd see the same guys in there they couldn't even run a a no a one two no limit game because all the old timers wanted to play limit you know 
So, yep, that's uh, I haven't gone there for a while, but um, that was kind of my go-to spot for a while when I was younger. That's funny. A bunch of Doyles hustled you back in the day. Pretty much. Doing in this world like a true poker player. Yeah, you, you know, and it's funny because um, it's uh, you see these guys and they know they're 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 gonna they know that they have the advantage. Yeah. But it's funny because they kind of like take you under their wing, yeah. especially when you show up more and more and more, yeah. you know, you're, you're beat and you're trying to make a decision mm-hmm. and they're quick to show you their hand. Yeah. Well, like, Hey, save your money, kid. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, and they'll show you the winning hand. They'll be nutted, you know, and, and you haven't even done taking any action and you're like, Oh, okay. I, I fold. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're trying couple, to consider, but a couple of weeks prior to that, they would they would have got you for all your exactly. money. You know, you know, you're you're, you're, you're you're almost like you're almost like paying for training. You know, pretty much understand. life experience, right? Yeah. You know, you're sitting there trying to decide if you should call with you know an a pair of a top pair with a rag kicker, and and you know these guys are sitting on nutted hands. You know, yeah. they're sitting on the full house or flushes, and yeah. you know you're so new, you're like, do I call with the pair? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. They've been playing solid poker forever. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's definitely different these days. The the old men uh, I've been I've been running into, they don't fold, and they they you know that some of them are even. I shouldn't even say aggressive. They're not aggressive too much, but they they're not uh, playing the premiums. They're a lot less uh, tight than they they were back in the day, for sure. Right. Yeah. Some of the older guys that I've played with at all levels. It's funny because. Um, they're either so tight that they don't play a single hand yeah, yeah. or they're just so extremely loose that yeah. they'll call everything, yeah. you know? Everything. So, yeah. and um, I actually, uh, it's funny cause um, I always think about, you know, we all know Jeff Boski, right? Online ACR pro. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the thing about Boski is the thing I like about what he does, he profiles people, right? He, he classifies and groups people based on really their identity, male, you know, uh, ethnicity, uh, background, mm-hmm. and almost like, uh, you know, I think to a certain extent that profiling a player and trying to put them in a category of what they fit in, like, let's be, let's be honest, you know, I'm sorry to any viewers out there, I'm Asian, so I can say whatever. I, you see an Asian dude out there, they're gamble, gamble, right? You know what I mean? You're going to see, you know, a lot of Asian guys who are, who are willing to gamble, gamble, you know, you're going to see an older white male Caucasian, um, you know, hasn't played a hand in an hour, you know, you're going to see uh, the talker, you know, and the person who's just talking the whole time. So different personalities fall in different categories. And I think as a poker player, it's our job before we even, the moment you sit down, you should be identifying what type of personality that person fits in. Listen, man, you're going to see a video I'm just giving you a disclaimer. I said those exact words in a video like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you gotta identify the player, uh, the player types at your table, but you also gotta identify uh, your player type and what your player type appears to the table. You know, and then you gotta right. be able to adapt to it. Literally, those exact words like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so you that. understand, yeah. you know, and yeah. I've been successful in my poker career from a live standpoint. Yeah. Because for some reason, my table presence at the table, um, I don't know why, um, regardless of stakes or how much is in front of me or, or who I'm playing with, mm-hmm. people just do not like to, the two, th- the two images, I guess, one, the table sometimes doesn't want to tango with me, 
I'm not even, for some reason, people just don't want to be involved in pots with me. So I take down a lot of pots. I take down a lot of pots in position by playing tight and aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, the ways I capitalize, especially in a cash game. You know, at the end of the day, you play cash games to increase your hourly rate. You're there to play an hourly game and to make dollars per hour. And that's how you treat being a professional or a serious cash game player, regardless of stakes, right. you know, and you try to build pots like that by building and stealing, building and stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is uh, players often do not fold to me. Uh, other players will often not fold to me because they think I'm always bluffing. Exactly. Yeah. And by it's, it could be by the way I look, it could be by the way I talk, it could be the way I dress, whatever the reason is, is people classify me as this person who never has it. And so oftentimes when I do have very strong hands, I tend to extract a lot of value out of it. I get, I get a lot of value. Mm -hmm. People will call me, you know, with middle pair, bottom pair, just to see what I have, Exactly. you know, and, and players will say, I didn't think you had shit, you know, and then you get moved to the next table and do it again. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, I mean, I'm like, hello, all I've been doing is playing tight for an hour. I have, I've been flipping over, but nothing but nutted hands and people are still chasing me, Yeah, you know? So I don't know why, but that has always been for some reason, uh, an advantage that's worked out for me. Something yeah. about my table presence is players don't believe me. Um, you know, they think I'm trying to steal everything oftentimes and, and they just will, won't hold to me, Yeah, you know? So same here. This is yeah. <laughs> same here, you know, right. You gotta, you gotta be able to use that. But again, there's, there's times where people figure out that you're a little bit tight. And um, especially at, at like these bar games, I, I realize that, you know, people are picking their spots against me at the lower mm-hmm. limits. Now they're, they're, they're starting to see that I carry myself in a, in a different way and I'm more, man, or I think they just think that I, because I'm not talking, I'm thinking a little bit more about the game, but really I'm just not listening to them. <laughs> I just want to listen to my music, you know? But, yeah. I think yeah. one advantage I have edge or I have uh, what makes me a good live player is that um, I understand table presence. When you're at the table, yeah. you, I can quickly identify individuals at the table that you know, that are well-versed in their game and understand versus somebody who's just there as a wreck or, um, you know, just playing for fun or whatnot, you know? And right. so I think I project that with other players there. As soon as they see me, they say, okay, this guy knows how to play. Therefore, I don't want to tangle with that person. Mm-hmm. Say vice versa. I see a guy who's super aggressive, who knows how to play. It's like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to probably just try to catch him later, you yeah. know, when we're nutted or something like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to target players who are chasing down gut shot straight draws and chasing down, yeah. you know, you know, open enders or, or, or can't fold mid pair type stuff like that as well too. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so what's up for what's up uh, what's for up for uh, 2023 and your poker schedule? Um, so that's a great question. I, I've actually thought about this um, quite a bit. So um, in 2022 and 2021, I was doing um, let me back up. So basically from 2020 to 2021, um, almost two years, I was playing online poker full time uh, professionally. Um, you know, and it was very enjoyable. It was definitely quite the grind, um, putting a lot of volume in, uh, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I, on average, I would play sit and goes plus MTTs. I'd play anywhere from, you know, 12 to 18 tables per session, you know, yeah. and 
some people that's high, some people like, oh, it's not much at all. For me, it's just right. Yeah. And um, I kind of, uh, once COVID kind of ended here in California, everything tent started to reopen back up. And um, I was just needed something a little more, uh, I guess, career oriented. So I got back in the workforce. I'm in sales. I'm in outside sales. I work for a large corporate company and um, you know, and it's a great job. I love everything about it. So yeah, I kind of put poker to a halt. Um, I, I still play, I play recreationally, play, you know, live and I play online. And um, one of the goals I had for 2023 was to play more live. Actually. Um, I want to play more live again because that's where the love started. That's actually where my natural skill set was. Um, and I feel like now that online's available, you get lazy with it, right? Yeah. You, I, I, I've become so accustomed to playing online five days a week, mm-hmm. ton of volume, all sorts of stakes that I've become so accustomed to playing online that I don't even just want to go to the casino, yeah. you know, because let's be honest, you know, you're going to see, you know, thousands of hands versus hundreds of hands at a casino, you know? So yeah. um, my goal really is to get back into the live circuit start playing some live cash games, start playing some uh, live MTTs, you know, get back in and hopefully try to get a, you know, a WSOP circuit ring, uh, yeah. local rings around here and, yeah. and just kind of take something down really because say, uh, you might want to um, start looking Cali versus hundreds of hands at a casino, you know? So yeah. um, my goal really is to get back into the live circuit, start playing some live cash games, start playing some uh, live MTTs, you know, get back in and, hopefully try to get a, you know, a WSOP circuit ring, uh, yeah. local rings around here and, yeah. and just kind of take something down really because say, uh, you might want to um, start looking Cali. They, their circuit, the circuits already started. So I want to say um, it's coming to Cali soon. If not in January. Yeah. So oh, they got January, the, w, okay. Okay. they got the WSOP circuit here um, okay. in, at Thunder Valley, uh, pretty good turnout. You, yeah. you see a lot of circuit grinders and uh, I'm sure you experience this all the time, but, Mm-hmm. um wsop circuit is kind of like is more of what i tend to play the buy-ins are right the fields are right it's yeah. close it's easier um you know i can fire a lot of bullets i can get in a lot of entries and yeah. um you see the same circuit grinders travel yeah. you know you see them um all throughout uh um all the events mm-hmm. you know you see the same guys at every wsop circuit event whether it's in uh cherokee north carolina or sacramento california or wherever they'll be, it is. In, um, they'll be in uh new york verona new york yeah. and right in, uh, march i'll be out there turning stone and it's funny because when you i uh first started um doing the wsop circuit grind and whatnot you would uh you would see all these guys and they all would see each other and they're all hugging each other and high-fiving and <laughs> hey i'll see you at the next one you know i mean <laughs> you, you could see who's Who plugged in each other yeah, yeah. exactly and I think that's one thing that I, I loved about my persona is long story short, no one really knows me. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just another guy who who loves poker, who who wants to play and nobody really knows me. Yeah. And I, I try to use that to my advantage because, um, you know, people are a little more attentive to what I do mm-hmm. and, and, and pay attention to my, uh, what, what I do at the table. Yeah. So I, I think knowing, not knowing, uh, an unknown is always a sleeper in the field, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So adding any more spotlight to you, like this podcast might not be 
ideal. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of limelight or kind of light will come from this, but um, yeah, at the end see. of the day, I, uh, to be honest, I, I love chopping it up with you and I, I wanted to be here and, uh, you know, hopefully give some, uh, some insight on, on kind of how, where poker has taken me over the years, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and why I got into it and why I love it. And, uh, and just kind of share that with other people, you know, as far as it goes for strategy and all that stuff. I mean, we could do that anytime, you know, right, we could, right. we could sit down and we can go through all sorts of stuff and how to improve our game. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just wanted to be able to talk, uh, with somebody about why I love it, uh, with somebody else who loves it as much as I do. You know exactly. what I mean? Yep, exactly. And that's what this is about. All the other, There's a bunch of podcasts that do strategy and, you know, talk about the poker news. And I'm sure we will talk about some current events that are going on. Um, I should have actually asked you about the – actually, I will real quick. What, what do you think about the uh, whole vibrating chair and Robbie cheating? I mean, she was cleared of all allegations, but do you think uh, – you, you know, think? after watching it, um, I actually saw the same question get asked to uh, Joey Ingram, right? Joey yeah. Ingram, another personality, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he, what he said was pretty spot on. He's like, you know, I didn't really, he, he was really investigating it, right? Because he does his thing. Yep. And he says after the fact and says, you know, I, I kind of uh, didn't really look into it as deeper as I was in the beginning at the end. And I was busy with other things, but um, based on the evidence and the investigation and it, he's like, it's almost anticipated and predicted what was going to happen. You know, they're going to increase security measures. They're going to change their operations. You know, they're going to, they're going to do everything to help improve the standard of the game. And it was just going to be, that was going to be the closure for the whole thing. So Kind of uh, similar to what he's, you know, kind of similar to what he said too. At the end of the day, yeah. um, you know, what's proven is proven, and um, right. you know, right. watching that clip myself, uh, it, I've seen both sides of the coin. It's super sketch it in a high stakes game. You got people who have relationship in the game. You got people financially backing. You've got you got another supposed employee involved which we don't really know what the involvement you know that whole thing just like it just seems like all the stories nowadays like you only get like pieces of it and then like they throw other little parts in it that's like could be true like i don't want to go off on a whole nother tangent but the whole uh megan the stallion tory lanes thing now I try to distance myself from it as much as possible, but Instagram keeps giving me more and more every time I open it. Yeah. um, yeah. The way I look at it is while everybody is distracted with the poker drama, it gives me an opportunity to just continue to keep playing. Grind. All the time that everyone's spending watching all this, I'm, I'm, I'm using the time to, to just keep building my foundation on it and, and being able to, to uh, grow from it because no matter what yes it affects the community yes it affects the whole uh integrity behind poker right Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day really am i going to play a hustler live casino probably not anytime soon am i going to be on stream playing that probably not you know what i mean are people going to stop playing poker probably not right probably not you know what i mean am i worried about you know vibrating device chairs you know (laughs) at, at the stakes that i play Probably not, you know, and that's just that's just really relative to what my poker journey is. True, you know, for the high stakes guys that are online streams and that's what they're doing. Like, yeah, absolutely, they should be really 
diving deep into it and figuring out what's going on so that doesn't happen to them. Right. Um, but really, they're the minority, you know, so. Exactly, you know, but as far as it goes for uh, the game selections that I play in, it's like, hey, you know, I'm playing in a local casino um, voluntarily, you know, so yeah. by choosing to sit there, you know, you, you kind of accept that's the lifestyle you're you're sitting in, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm a, I'm always a big fan of Garrett. I think Garrett is an outstanding player. I think so yeah. You know his his uh, style is and demeanor is like very uh, professional and very um, he's just good demeanor all around. And uh, you know that's somebody that I actually from a cash game player that's a, you know, big LA cash game player, he's someone that I would, I would, I would emulate or try to learn from. Yeah, definitely. Because he's got proven results and he's played against tough competition. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of plays he makes online, um, I'm sorry, on, on stream yeah. is, uh, are truly incredible. You yeah. know what I mean? Consistently makes great plays and great decisions, you know, great lay downs, great call. All the above. I mean, I've seen him apply every – I've seen him qualify as a good play in every aspect of the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. So um, – and then as far as it goes for Robbie, <laughs> um, it, it seems like she's taken the whole thing and she's blown up from it. So She is, yeah. yeah. The limelight is on her now, and she's been able to play and travel, and she's essentially notoriously famous now, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So – yeah. Um, good for her. And I, I don't, yeah, that's at the end of the day, I, uh, hopefully, yeah. I, I, one day I could be at the table with, uh, her. And with one of them. Hopefully you <laughs> can have can, a drama can, like them. <laughs> or I can observe, I can yeah. pay attention to see if the chair is vibrating, you know, in person or something. <laughs> right. So what, what are your thoughts on it? What did you, uh, did you, um, after initially, watching... I thought, initially I thought that, that she did cheat. Um, but I, I think that like after a while, it kind of like I saw both sides of, of the thing, you know, and I, I could see an amateur doing it. And I started watching that controversy kind of brought me for a while. I wasn't watching poker at all. Um, I, I, I'm subscribed to this like newsletter where I get like daily strats, but um, strategy situations, but I don't really like watch it. So um, that kind of got me back on YouTube watching some other um, streams and people playing and I saw um, Tony G call down Negranu with 10 high, you know, like it was, and nobody said anything. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, you could clearly see that like Tony thinking about, you know, the board texture and, and, and Daniel's range, but yeah, he called him down with 10 high. Right. <laughs> Daniel flipped over like, like eight nine or something like that or it was crazy you know and Dude, um, let's let's be honest these plays exist every single day yeah exactly exactly at and all levels think... and you just they're not um yeah. shown online to every viewer out there exactly so when you exactly. see a hand so out of the ordinary like that online and and it's also because she's a woman you know like i question the fact like if if it was a male like would she have even gotten that much of scrut much scrutiny so then that that kind of like changed my view of you a little bit. So again, that's why I've been asking everybody because I really don't. I have no. I have no idea. You know, I guess proven and uh, innocent until proven guilty. But yeah, and you know, so hustlers change. They're still streaming. They changed their operations. You know, you got uh, 
what's Matt Berkey and those guys podcast called? You know, the friends uh, just uh, TV, uh, something no. just friends or whatever the poker friends or whatever. You know, just hands. I, I forgot what it is. Yeah, but um, I, I, I watch that from time. Sometimes it's a little too long for me, but I do watch yeah. it and yeah. watch them engage and uh, talk through it. And uh, so it, they're doing their due diligence. They're going through it. That's their job to to uh, communicate those things and to question everything. You know right, what I mean? Right. There's, there should be questioning in all that we do, even outside of poker. Right. We should question, be questioning what's the truth and what's not the truth all the time. Yep. You know, that's how we grow. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions I got for you, man. I don't want to hold you too long. My kids are like banging out the door every two seconds. You know, uh, what's funny guess- is that a couple times when I was in mid-interview too, I had a, I was like glancing over like because the kids, with, with the kids, we got dogs right now. You know, oh, gotcha. so um, yeah. Gotcha. But uh, on the so, side note, since we're, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so we kind of, uh, the whole theme of the podcast is uh, poker is life. Or sorry, so the podcast is called Poker Ain't Life. So we're trying mm-hmm. to give the, our guests the option to vote at the end. Is poker life or is poker ain't life? And the real reason we came up with this is uh, Damien, I think that I really was on this. We thought that we should each take a stance. Damien says poker ain't life because He's been losing drastically. He he hit a big win on um, Ignition for like 17K and he didn't cash all of it out. You know, he's on the right. deep end, you know, go, go, go. Right. Punt there, punt here. So he's in the um, he's in the mindset now that poker ain't life. He's kind of slowing down after he's taken some bad beats um, in right. life and on the poker table. He chipped his tooth and I was really hoping he'd be here. Um, so he took the stance of poker ain't life and I'm supposed to take the 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 stance is poker is life because you know I've won a couple of tournaments and I bought a house with sure. it and, right and so I don't necessarily think that poker is life but I do think it's uh, a means to having a better life if done correctly and healthily help healthily I don't know if that's a word um, <laughs> <laughs> um, done correctly uh, so what do you think is poker life um, I love it I love the question that's uh, one of the best questions of the whole show so um, from a um, um, financial perspective, um, poker is not life. Yeah. Right. From a yeah, financial scale, poker is not life. But from a love of the game, poker is life to me mm-hmm. because the amount, the knowledge you learn from poker and the experience you 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 go through and the challenges you go through and the constant evolving and the growing and the desire to become better and uh getting dealt hand after hand and scenario after scenario, that to me is the metaphor of life right there. Because poker is such a game that is not solvable um, that we constantly try to put an answer to it and, and try to, uh, uh, you know, calculate things, right? And yeah, there's GTO and everything explained and percentages and everything. There's a mathematics to it, right? Yeah. But there's also the... Uh, well, there's a mathematics to life too, right? They, they tell right. You. The American dream. It's just kind of steps to, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So for me, uh, the way I look at the game, I, the game itself, poker is life to me. You know, poker is life to me because in the game, in the world we live in, um, poker is very uh, relatable to a lot of circumstances. We could be on a cold streak, right? We could be losing all the time. And I'm not talking about just on the table. We could be losing at work. We could be losing you know, with family members, we could be struggling with uh, health conditions, we could be dealing. And guess what, at the end of the day, um, 
we need to respond in a way that's going to keep you in the game and keep you playing, you know, and keep you enjoying, you know, and, and so, yeah, that's the way I look at it. Poker, you know, I've, I've had some big caches too, you know, I, I, I've, I've made quite a bit playing cash games. Uh, you know, as you know, I had some decent online scores and on ACR, you know, in, in the five figure range and, um, you know, and gambling is just gambling, you know, we do it for money. Um, you know, and, and if your whole purpose is just to really make money, um, from it, that's great. Like that's, we need money, but, uh, on the grand scheme of life, like we die regardless of what you think, what, whatever you believe in, like it's not going with you to the next world. It's not going with you the next lifetime, you know? So the value and the lessons you learn from poker, especially if you're serious, um, that's life. That is life, man. You know what I mean? We take bad beats. We have, you know, we take bad beats. Get hit with one outers. You get hit with, uh, <laughs> you know. It's that, so that, funny you say that because the one outer is Damien's tooth right there. One, one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta see, I, can't, I can't wait to show I, him this. <laughs> I have I have other non-related um, poker gambling stories that are one outers that I've hit in life. You know what I mean? Things that have just uh, have happened you know and you know you you think you're drawing dead and boom you know yeah. it just happens you know and yeah, yeah. there's a, there's the other side too where you you think you're all great and bam you get blindsided by something that is uh so unlikely to happen and next thing you know you're dealing with uh the emotional drama of life you yeah. know what i mean and i think we can all relate to that and with that being said um that's why i think poker is a beautiful game i think poker it brings all walks of life together. It brings all uh, men, women, a all ages, uh, you know, black, Asian, white, Indian, Middle East, whatever you want to say, right? Yep. It's this game that really brings everyone together. And then kind of uh, it, it's, it's this game that's brought, it's a, a game of life that everyone's sitting at the table, really. You know, and at the end of the day, we just play money for it. You know what yep. I mean? So it's a smaller scale of life, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah, so brings everybody together and turns them against each other in a friendly way. <laughs> Pretty much, you know what yeah. I mean. So, well, I appreciate um, it. that was a good answer, man, and I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, we'll yeah. have to bring you back on the podcast for some other time, and I, uh, I'll have to reach out to you um, in the DMs, and we'll get you some gear out there, man. I'll rock it. I'll uh, on your stories if I uh, get some gear, I'll wear it, you know, and put on your uh, Instagram shorts or whatever, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude, I love I love the content. I'm looking forward to what you know comes from this. Um, one thing I'll say, you know, whether you edit or not, that I love about you is that uh, from the short time I've known you and from the little conversation that we've had, um, you're constantly. You seem like a guy who's always thinking outside the box, Damn. and you're always looking for. Um, I think the thing that like, for example, you told me you actually have a real career, right? You have a job that you do. Oh like yeah. A, yeah. Yep. So me and you, we have real jobs and real careers. We have families, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. That's how we take care of our overhead. But then on the side, because we're so passionate and care about what we do, you're thinking of all these, these things that could potentially become something else, which is really cool to see. And I wish you uh, nothing but the best. And I hope uh, it turns into something beautiful and, and on to the next greatest thing, you know? Thank you, man. I appreciate Just you. Promise me you're not you're you're not you know trying to develop NFTs, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done with the NFTs. If man. I get pitched another NFT, <laughs> like I'm gonna fucking go ape shit. You know what I mean? No, we're done with the team. But no, man. If if if, uh, if we're doing big great things, you know you're you're uh, coming along for the ride. 
That was actually we were talking the legendary spree, the uh, Donald uh, Donald or Donald. I think it's Donald days. And he um, he has like I said, he has this place in Vegas. So um, we're trying to get out there this year. I don't know if you uh, have plans to make it to the World Series, but I'm sure if you end up getting that ring, you will be. So right. um, step one, right. get the ring. Step two, meet us in Vegas, man. Right. 